Hey. <laughs> Happy Monday. Happy Monday, guys. Back on our back on our grind. Back on our bullshit. Back on our Monday grind. How are you guys? Good. <laughs> <laughs> I hope like, you all like collectively said, I'm okay. Good. good. It's like those hearing tests. Do you remember the hearing test where you had to like Yes. Ra- like raise like now raise. Good. Yeah. Left. <laughs> Good. good you know what we should so like bad. be the voice for one of those god no that would be fun if we had our own what a cool flex should we upload a podcast where we were just doing like the or a collab yeah like e- ear or hearing tests x advice <laughs> like <laughs> i feel like we could do it it's a niche market i used to hate my voice over audio but i think i've just gotten used to it oh my god i'm so used to it at this point but yes in the beginning it was like a like cringe like ugh, i really sound like that i always thought i sounded so nasally me too yeah i thought i sounded whiny i think it feels like that to us because we hear ourselves in our head yeah and it usually has that like tone to it yeah but like out loud like uh it's a whole thing it's like that um what's it called the real mirror or oh yeah where you look into a mirror and you see like the actual yeah i don't remember the the name of it but true mirror true mirror true mirror that's what it is like when you look at yourself in a mirror, you obviously see the, the reflection. So this mirror is going around. I'm seeing like all over TikTok. You can buy it now too. And people are like looking at it and like crying. Like it's 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 a version of yourself you've never seen. Right. We're so used to what we think we look like. And it's so different than just having your front camera on reverse yeah. too. Because or like, like looking at a photo. That's like a certain angle and all that like if you look at yourself live in the mirror you could see like you your could eyes like, change and your smile change and right like, i don't Ooh, know i, I don't know get if one. i can handle it Ooh, i want to get one i don't want to because i know i'm gonna hate it and then it's gonna make me insecure about how people look at me because i already have like a really lopsided face so it's gonna do like the reverse the of that opposite. and i'm gonna see like the just i have very i have two very different sides of my face as well you're very symmetrical. No. Yes. No. If I like, if you actually reverse my face, it, they're very different. But I mean, and I talk, I talk to one side. Have you noticed that? I do too. I yeah. always go here. I like, pull. Watch this. Even if I smile on the side, I can go like that. Oh, interesting. Maybe your muscles are just stronger on that side because you talk more on that side. I, I talk. Can't. I talk like down. I talk like down to the side. That's different. I guess this side is more. They look the same, but I, I bet they feel they, different. This one feels like a lot easier. Mine goes like <laughs> flat on one side. Wait, are you seeing that uh, TikTok trend going around where people are asking their boyfriends if how or how often they think of the, the Roman, Roman Empire? Empire? This morning I asked Spike. He got in bed and I was like, I have a question. He was like, oh, shit. And I was like, no, trust me. It's OK. I was like, how often do you think of the Roman Empire? And he was like. And he doesn't have TikTok, so he doesn't see the trend. And he was like, probably like three times a month. Why do they think and about I'm like, it so much? What are you talking about? And he was like, I, every time I see fire, I think of it. Like, I think about all the time the chariot races, gladiators pop in my head all the time. And I'm like, what are you like? What? Maybe so it fully is. Shit. Yeah, it fully is like a male primal thing. I was dumbfounded and then I was and then I started showing him the TikToks and he's like yeah and he's like agreeing with all the boyfriends on TikTok and I was like wow I I imagine it to be the same as how girls like 
we all had a Titanic phase. Yeah. We all had a Princess Diana phase. Yeah. Like, we all kind of have those common things. Cause and, like, like the, know. like, cottagecore eras and, like, things like that, how we relate, like, women tend to relate to, like, I hate using this word, aesthetics like that, though. Right. But, like, men think about such primal, like, he was like, I think about gladiators all the time. I never do. Never. Ever, ever, ever. Never. One of the top comments on one of the um, the videos that blew up was, okay, women, I hope this is a safe space to say, what is the Roman Empire? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> whoever commented that, that, good for them. I yeah, hope people were so you. supportive in those comments. Like, right. No. Let me, let me tell you. Right it now. had the most likes. So I'm sure people were like, I'm, I'm there with you. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, guys, before we jump into the episode, we have a bit of an update for you guys. As you guys know, we have had this, we're, we've been on season three for eight years. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It feels like eight years. It feels like eight years. No, um, we, this is episode 50 or 51. But yeah, it's been, it's been a year. Yeah, it's been. Because we started it August. Yep. Last year. So it's year. been over, over a, a year, year of season three. It's and we typically season. do. We typically do 30 episode, 30 Monday episodes a season, and this has exceeded that by so many. So we, as you guys know, we do two episodes a week. So we're on our hundredth episode this season. Yeah. Technically around a hundred, whether it's either like 99 or 102 or somewhere around there. Right. But, uh, yeah, this has definitely been a really, really long season because, I mean, the start of it, we had just moved to New York. There was just so many changes in the beginning. So we really were just on a high to keep going. Right. In the past, our season breaks have been around like a move, which you guys know, or a set change or our first season break was when we were like starting to get into the visual aspect of things. So they were like bigger life things big that changes. kind of led us into the next season. And we got to episode, I think probably like 40 and we were like, wait, nothing's actually stopping us from continuing the season yeah. so we just kept going with you guys but things have kind of um started to change in our personal lives recently yeah. and you know we realize it's time for another break so for sure it's it's time for a break and we're also ready to like revamp things we've already been yes. talking about new formats new places that content will live a new um, set yeah new set so we're ready for that change and we also i like still have some travel coming up so i, I want to like really take the time to enjoy that and the obvious of just kind of going through a new shed of my personal life um it's just it's time for a break and we never want to uh, not give our genuine selves and all of our energy. And right now I I just feel like spread really thin on so many levels. So all of October or October 2nd will be our last episode of season three. Mm -hmm. But we do plan to only take a one month break coming back November 6th and on the bright side, we will be keeping Patreon that whole time. So we're still going to do Patreon episodes. So I guess we're not taking like a full, full break, but even cutting our workload in half will be significant. Wonders. Yeah, it really will. So yeah. if you want to keep up with us, join our Patreon. We're going to be doing our, we're going to keep our Friday episodes mm -hmm. and we're going to gener generally do um, general advice episodes, like continue to send us in messages because we still get floods of messages for general things and we feel like it's an easy way to um like stay connected with you guys right. over a break but maybe we'll throw in a couple fun episodes yeah if we feel like it for sure 
Um, we're going to be traveling for a lot of it. We're going to be in the Bay Area for a lot of it. So um, some of them will be on, over Zoom. So just like keep an eye out for that. We won't, we probably won't be on set for a lot of those. No, probably zero of them. Maybe like one or two. Yeah, we'll see. In late October. Right, right. Yeah, but season four, that's crazy to fucking say. Dude, I know. Season four comes back November 6th. And this is something that we haven't done before. The last breaks, we kind of went on break knowing that we would come back when we were settled in whatever like life that thing we were going was, through. Yeah. Um, but we do have a set date to come back November 6th. So, you know, look out for that. And some fun things happening season, the beginning of season four. You'll know a little bit more soon yeah but um yeah we're coming back with a bang coming back with a bang okay let's do song of the day i feel like there's a whole lot of new music that came out did you see the uh almost said vhs the vma performance of olivia rodrigo no but i'm seeing a lot of clips of the vmas it, we should have watched it i know i like well honestly didn't even have time to watch it but uh her performance the stage oh yeah like, i did see that clip was that staged it so it Yes, it's it was the music staged. video, right? So you saw the music video? Yeah. I haven't seen the music video. So I when I saw it I thought something was wrong, but Ah, uh, okay. I I don't think it read well though. Even I didn't see I the full seen, even VMA though I haven't performance. even though I haven't seen the music video, I just felt like it read like, like music, you, I think the music video came out the next day too. No, I saw the music video before. Oh, before. Okay. Yeah. I I just saw a few comments that were like this was terrible timing, like I don't know, I felt like it didn't read well. Did you like, but you believed, you thought it was real? Yes. Okay. But what part didn't read well? I just felt like it, like it looked bad. Like oh. it looked like something went wrong. Right. Like, but why would you want people to believe something went wrong? That's how I Especially felt. I like know. if people haven't seen the music video. That That's what I'm saying. Like if the music video had been out for a minute, I feel like it would have been good. But I don't know. It just, I guess it's, everything's different on camera too. Like maybe in person, it was like really cool. I don't know. But uh, I do like the album. How do you guys feel about the album? You haven't listened to it. I haven't listened to it. I listened to it a little bit when you had it playing the other day. It's cute. I listened to the first song and I really liked the first half of it, but it got to like, I don't know. It feels like teeny boppy to it me. Is. It is. Yeah. She's 19. Right. And it's just like, I feel like I can't listen to it like on repeat like it's not something i'll be like ooh, let me put this song on whereas i feel like her other album i, I say, did think that sour still my favorite yeah i i think sour was Fully. definitely the better album if we're gonna compare i feel like we always do that with artists you gotta compare that to the last album um but i do i mean i did really like this album i can listen to it all the way through but i feel you like a lot of the lyrics of certain things are so I mean, there's a song called Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl. Right. And another one called like Teenage Dream. Like, it's, it, it's some of them we, we can't relate. relate. To it, yeah. But that's also not her problem. That's our, that's on us. So, yeah. But uh, some of my favorites, I really like Lacey. Lacey was really good. And I love The Grudge, um, mm. which is ironic because that's like my least favorite movie. It's so scary. But that song, the lyrics, like the details of the lyrics, everything about it is very much what I feel like I'm going through, mm. which is so ironic. I was saying this to Alex the other day when sour dropped, that was when I was going through a breakup and now guts dropped guts dropped like a week after my breakup again. So like you guys are in sync are somehow. In sync. I don't know <laughs> what it is, but I'm here for it. Oh. It's good though. It's a good album. She just announced a world tour too. Like 
I, she's one of those artists that I think forever will be so cool to watch grow mm-hmm. and just do so many cool things considering she's only 19 right now and she's already done all of this like right she's like, only what gonna is get she better. gonna do next her voice hasn't even fully matured think about that like right even listening to some things on sour and then listening to guts like her voice is evolving which is exciting because then it's just gonna get better and better I can't imagine how she feels though that's crazy yeah she must be I mean she she was like Disney, right? So she kind of grew up in it. I think she was like High School Musical, like oh, the that, show. Yeah. Like it was like a spinoff High School Musical thing or Broadway? Not Broadway. I swear she had something to do with like that Maybe franchise. like High School Musical Live, the tour. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. But she was, she, that she was did like grow like up in the light background. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. So it's not like one of those stories of just like a small town person who just like blew up like she right she she was in the fame she like fed into it right um i did see a clip from the vmas did you see that ashanti is back with nelly they're dating they're dating again she so in the interview she's um she first of all she's absolutely stunning and in the interview she's just like talking like being all cute and sweet and she's wearing a purse and the interview interviewer is like um cute bag and she like pulls up the bag and it's like an old like 90s photo of her and nelly and um they had showed up like together. on the bag yeah on the bag and they had showed up together and the interviewer was like wait are you guys back together and she kind of like chuckles and she's like uh yeah i guess you could say that look at them so they look like they have not aged first of no. all no they're isn't back she together stunning. L- try and look for type in vmas oh my god this is so cool and look for the the bag this is so silly that's what a funny way to announce it like let me just put her faces right. on a bag like, okay do your thing Are there, is, there, is her bra turtles it's a turtle bra what that's a funny goose <laughs> that's crazy they're back together and then i like history is just repeating itself right now oh yeah in sync just said really? announced that they're back together at the vmas and then i saw a tiktok that was showing how uh the Jonas Brothers, Selena Gomez mm. and Miley Cyrus were all up for nomin- nominees. I don't know who won, but like nominees for some shit. Oh my god, we're back in like 2007. It's we're literally re- we're repeating the cycle. And Demi Lovato. And I think do you see all those like viral TikToks that go around of like how 1999 was like the best VMAs ever or like 2001? Right. I think the V like I think the VMAs specifically are trying to like bring that nostalgia back yeah. to the awards in general. Yeah. Um, did you see Diddy performed? No. God Diddy dang, performed. We should watch this. I know, I know. And it was on Tuesday night, which is the night that we were just like sitting on the Damn. couch. Um, but Diddy performed an old set. Like and a full set. I don't know if it was the full set or if it was like an just like an old, old song. song. But they I think they're just doing that to like bring back they're trying to make our era as iconic i think they called it like the iconic 2023 vmas like they're trying to bring back that nostalgia which is hard to do because like they have to bring it back with the old songs but to get a new audience they're not going to feel that same nostalgia so like no how do you they're just trying to appeal to our generation still which is interesting because like on a marketing level don't you want to try and get new yeah people yeah but like but i guess about what appeals to them and like the y2k trend for example like right new people are hopping 
in on it when Even we've already seen it once before. They didn't experience it. Like the original Y2K. Right. Wow. That's right. so cool. I, I hope I hope all of R&B comes back the same way it was in the early 2000s. Because R&B right now, I like it. I do like it and I listen to it. But there's nothing like the start of R- R&B. No. Like we had, like our parents had, like fuck man there's nothing like it so i hope i hope that's what they come back with is like reclaiming their power in that genre right and like making it theirs again yeah and i think you know like vh1 um mtv the vmas all of this like we relate to it the younger generation like didn't grow up watching vh1 they didn't grow up watching the vmas so like they have no emotional ties to it so like for the VMAs and VH1 and all them to like be putting their marketing and their energy into the newer generation is kind of a waste when they could be, you know, focusing on us who like, we're still here. We'll still watch. Right. Who are like actually tied to them. Right. And I feel like again, with the Y2K coming back, Y2K and so many other trends of the past. How do I say this? Like, yeah, we all know duh history repeats itself, but I do feel like there's this like overarching trend of doing things in the past. Does that make sense? Like, what do you mean? Recently, when I when I did that closet sale here in New York, uh, the Emma, the girl who runs Rogue, great vintage shop by the way, she was wearing a belt buckle that was the famous Stars and Straps logo, and she didn't even like know who it was. One of her friends was saying like, "Oh yeah." Travis Barker used to have a brand. Her friend was like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. That's nuts. So, and which is great. Like, nothing wrong with that. But there's, like, this trend of just doing things because it's vintage. I think, Because like, it's old. I think that has to do with, like, you know how with our generation there was this thing with having, like, an old soul? And growing up, we were, like it was cool to like like 70s music and like our parents raised us on like that generation. I think it's just that that like want to kind of relate to an older generation yeah. and like maybe that's where uh, Gen Z gets that like want to be actually part of the 90s and like relate to that style and like how the whole 90s style came back when they were like in like eighth grade it's just that like re- repetition i'm sure you could i guess can argue this with all with generations. any generation like, probably yeah even with our parents and like people trying to dress like the 50s again and like and it like history just does repeat itself and it like it feeds something when someone comes up to you who's older and is like oh my god like that reminds me of something nostalgic and they're like oh yeah that's cool because i'm wearing it you know like you get respect from like someone older because yep. like you're appreciating it just as much as they do exactly on the old soul note i wonder if there's some like bigger thing here where like on, on like a, a death cycle we're all just the souls of people who died like in mm. the 70s in the 80s because of like Interesting. drugs and diseases that were going on back then like maybe this is just the new like we're it's 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 like deeper than just appreciating an old style we're actually just like reincarnated i think that a lot specifically with like women who dress in pinup yes and like old american like the what who american is this? vintage uh uh rosie the riveter rosie the riveter yeah that's such a specific style and every time i love it first of all every yes. time i see someone who's like rosie the riveter esque and that pinup style i always think like 
your were, soul is yeah, that. Your soul is that. You were actually born in the wrong generation. Yes. Like you don't just like the style. Like no. that is your personality. Right. And like you're right. It, it takes up everything about them. And even like they're all really like sweet. Yes. I feel like. like it really, is their, like, yeah, and it's like, their character. Yes. So I, I, I totally think when, when people, it's so much more than just like, oh, I fuck with this aesthetic. Like if you are one of those people where your aesthetic is every part of your life, I think it's because your soul yes was there when that, I'll put it in quotes, aesthetic was reality and when right. it was the zeitgeist for the for everything and that's the that's the thing sometimes it is tied to like a specific generation so that's when people hop on the like oh you're just trying to like look 2000s yeah. you're just trying to do that but like sometimes it's actually people's like like have you seen that girl on tiktok god i forget her name she's just obsessed with like the zebra hot pink the duck nails yes. like the she like razors her hair the to have nails. all the uh like the choppy layers and like swoopy bangs like the metal militia even yep. famous stars and straps like like the rocker but still pop punky yes and it's her life her whole room is hot pink like it's every part of her aesthetic like she's probably reincarnated of a person that was in those times that unfortunately died too young yep. and came back and was like no like i'm reclaiming who her I, soul who is that yes without a doubt that's cool that makes me think like do you think she's gonna come back as that every time she dies oh my God. <laughs> it's like we're like in like the 3000s everything's robot and she's still like duck nails like <laughs> trucker hats honestly i, I mean hope. think about it pin up I mean, and yeah. rosie the riveter was what is that 30s and 40s 40s 50s God, right. I don't know. Roman Empire, right? Yeah, some, it was around the Roman Empire. <laughs> right. Um, while we're on the nostalgic vibe, my song of the day, I came across this. I mean, obviously not for the first time, but it came up on a shuffle when I was on the flight. Put That Woman First by Jaheim. Probably, it probably dropped in like 2000. Let me actually check because now I'm curious. 2002. Oh, okay, close. Uh, the album's called Still Ghetto. Still <laughs> Just a heads up. Just a heads up. Wait, so uh, he also dropped an album a year before that says Ghetto Love. Or that's the album name. Oh, okay. And then Still Ghetto is the pull up. Ghetto Love and then Still Ghetto. His name's Jaheim. See, I want like that sound to come back. Yeah. I oh. Like so classic. Okay, before we get into today's episode, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Newly, which is a subscription rental clothing service where for just $98 a month, you get to pick out six different pieces. They have so many brands, so many categories, and it gets you really quick. I literally just ordered mine two days ago, and guys, it's 120 at 103. I got a text that said my Newly arrived. So I got it so quick, and I bought a lot or I didn't buy but I picked a lot of dresses for my wedding this weekend and I get to pack them now like I, I didn't even think it was gonna get here in time but I got here so quick and it's fun to like try different things that you wouldn't normally try get yeah. them and like if you don't like them you send them back right. but it's really cool because with newly if you do like them you could purchase them often with a discount 
Yeah, sometimes that discount is up to 70% off and they have brands like Anthro, Madewell, Farm Rio, and so many more. And what's great is they also have inclusive sizing up to 5X and they also carry petite and maternity. They offer free shipping and returns and professional cleaning. So when you send back the clothes, you just throw it in the bag as is and they'll take care of the rest. Also, there's no fees. There's no late fees. There's no fees to pause or cancel. And there's no damage fees, which is nice because like if one of the items loses a button or if there's like a little tear or a spill, it's not on you. Newly's also extremely sustainable. All packages are shipped in reusable and recyclable packaging and no plastic is used. Again, Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ODDVICE20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y dot com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code ODDVICE20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ODDVICE20. Thanks, newly. Okay, so as you can probably tell from the title, today we're going to be talking about how we measure happiness. And this topic kind of came to us from a Patreon episode where one of our patrons sent in an entry where she was kind of asking about how different people measure happiness differently and how it could work in a relationship. So I'm just going to read the entry to you guys and then we can kind of just like go through how it like sparked this episode. We did ask this person if we can read this entry. Right. Throwing that out there. And they gave approval. Measuring happiness differently. Can the relationship work? I have finally been able to put to words how I've been feeling my partner and I differ. I knew we were different, but couldn't understand how or why he couldn't see things as I did. Last month, a memory popped up on my phone of a book I had, and it really summed it up perfectly. The book is, I Wrote This For You by Ian S. Thomas. And this is the quote from the book. The way we're measured to pour yourself into the thing that measures you and it defines you. And I just hope that one day you find that you're fullest when you measure yourself in love and people and moments instead of things, adoration and money. And then the person who sent in this entry continues on. She goes, I'm a dreamer, an optimist and a romantic soul. I feel connection and empathy to so many things in this life. And I have always known I was different from many others. Not my advice community, though. We're all cut from the same cloth, I swear. I measure my happiness with memories, friends, laughter, adventure, but my partner measures his happiness in money, success, and work. Ew. (laughs) I've luckily never been hyper-focused on money, not because I have plenty, but because I know I'll never have enough, and I don't want to dim my days by worrying about something that doesn't contribute to the core of my happiness. I really do think my partner's childhood is why he's this way. He didn't have any friends as a kid and has a father who is so high strung and demanding that I have to take a nerve pill to be around him. So growing up around that, I see how he found this to be the way to measure happiness. It is something I'm actively working on, making sure that he knows the way we measure happiness is different. The dreamer in me thinks I could have something different with someone who measures happiness the same as me, but our partnership of seven years has been such an amazing thing for me. I look at this difference as him balancing me. I don't have to be concerned about money because I know he is. He doesn't have to be concerned about planning vacations because I will. How do you guys measure happiness? And do you think people who measure theirs differently can still have a good future? Yeah, so this question sparked a lot of things in us. Uh, Obviously, the, the obvious being how can different happiness definitions live in a relationship And it also had us thinking about what makes us happy as individuals. 
This feels like such a straightforward question, but I do feel like it's something a lot of people don't think about as often as you should. It's, it's something you, you know, you don't need to necessarily have a bullet point list. Like we literally did right this morning (laughs) for episode purposes though. Um, it's not that, you know, you need that or that you need to be so sure of it, but ask yourself it often because not only is it important to be self-aware and what makes you happy, but it's important to check in with yourself because those things can change really often. It, at least they have for me. I feel like what makes me happy, it, it, it evolves with where I'm at in my life. Uh, if who I'm I around? Yeah, who am I around and just so many other factors. So I hope this episode encourages you guys to check in with yourselves. I think this is like a, a big thing in relationships specifically too, because at least before we got this entry, I never really thought about how people, how that dynamic might work in a relationship and whether or not, I feel like it can go both ways. Like it could bring up conflict more so, or it could be this thing where it really does balance each other out. And I think it all depends on like where your morals overlap and like Mm -hmm. where you, where you value like human life and how that overlaps with happiness rather than just like the career or the money part. Cause I think those things can really balance a person out or a relationship out. Whereas like, I don't know, valuing like how you treat other people. I feel like those generally have to overlap when it comes to relationship. One person can't be okay with disrespecting waiters and the other person not be okay with it. Right. That's like can't exist moral level. But it seems like with this example uh, that this person wrote in, they're in their relationship they're okay with kind of splitting Mm. the uh work if you will the workload of like I take care of planning vacations and like the fun stuff and he takes care of like worrying about money and that works for them whereas like me personally I'm okay with us like having our differences but if we're planning something or if we're working to pay a bill I do want it to be a 50 50 thing but that's just me. So if it does work in your relationship where you can kind of throw a line down the middle and say, I'll do these things separate and you do these things separate, then it works. Right. And I think like if one thing makes one person happy, it doesn't also have to make the person, the other person in the relationship happy. I think you can like, you can value different things, but it's just when you come together, that's when it ha- like when you have to come up with like an abound- a boundary and an agreement right. on like what you bring to the table. The agreement's a good point. Like it's it's not that it has to make you just as happy as me, but I guess speaking for myself, I just want my person, whether it's romantic or a coworker or you or you know whoever I'm talking to in my life, I at least want like respect that it makes me happy mm, like don't yeah. don't talk down on it just because it doesn't make you happy or That's don't huge. undervalue it just because it's not on your list of things that make you happy like I think just that respect is kind of honestly the bare fucking minimum at this point yeah of yeah like we don't need to have the same list but we got we got to respect and like acknowledge and value that okay this isn't for me but this is for you and it'll make you happy so that's why I respect it and that I you hit the like nail on the head when you said that it really does evolve. Thinking back on my past relationship in my early 20s and like how I valued the happiness within that dynamic and that unit is so different than oh, yeah. what I have now. And like in that past relationship, I don't like this. It kind of sounds I don't know how to put this, but 
I valued what made him happy more than myself. And I think that was a huge reason why I lost who I was because I was fully conforming to like things that he liked, things that he put first, even down to very like surface level shit, like music and what we did on the weekends. I fully conformed to like what his measurement of happy, like how, what made him happy. I just felt like, Oh, I'm in this relationship now. Now these things will make me happy. Okay, we're, we're a unit now. Yep. And I, I see that these things make someone happy. So like, why couldn't they make me happy? It's a lot more common than you think. Yeah. You give yourself too much shit for that. Yeah. And I, I don't because like now I know that, you know, it, it makes sense. It was fully cause and effect. And I now I know that that is why I fully lost myself in that relationship. Right. Like I lost my identity. Right. And I think that was because I lost I had no idea what made me happy besides what made him happy. So I didn't, he made you happy. So you right. put your happiness into like an exterior or exterior vessel. Exactly. And when I got out of the relationship, I literally walked out of it with like, holy shit, what makes me happy? Yeah. And I turned that into like, that kind of gave me the wiggle room to decide what made me happy. Right. Whereas I, I mean, I did feel lost for a good amount, like maybe like a good, year and a half two years after that relationship but I used it as like a catapult to figure it out figure my <laughs> cup out yeah figure out what made me happy that's the silver lining of those type of breakups man it's yeah sucks in the moment but then it's like it's like throwing yourself into the water forced to swim like okay now I just have to figure out what right makes me happy as an individual and I I definitely had that too after my younger breakups and you know, thinking about that concept now going through a breakup again as like an adult, I'm very proud of myself because I'm going through the worst breakup I've ever been in, but I don't have that feeling mm. of like, who am I? Cause I've, you know, from my past learning from my past and the work I've done in therapy and, you know, so many things I've learned that it's so important that's why I said in the beginning of this like I hope this encourages you guys to think about what makes you happy I've learned it's so important to make your make your happiness like an individual thing your not priority. affected by others and sacred to you because at the end of the day everything could be wiped out from underneath you and you still need to be able to sustain as your own and that also affects like your self-esteem so much too like I I'm not sitting here in this breakup thinking who I, who am I without this person? Mm -hmm. I feel sad that this person is not in my life as like an addition to my life, but I'm not sitting here like, who am I? And that I just never thought I could do that. And I don't know, maybe that's what this lesson supposed to give me is like to, you know, show my progress and be proud of myself. Who you knows? Should but be. That's huge. Yeah. Like I, but it's, it's cause I, I, I did the work and I mm -hmm. thought about it and I just can't stress enough how important it is to, it really is it's, really fill your cut. Like, that's why they say like, you can't love anybody else. So you until, love yourself yep, first. It's cliche as hell, but I was going to say that it's like, thing. you have to find the love for your individual and find what makes you happy. Otherwise you will just fall into this like weird pattern of mirroring and morphing into the people around you. It, you can't avoid it when you are a soul who's like searching for what to become. But if you are willing to like search for yourself and like are willing to become who you, who you want to be, not because there's other people around you who like encourage these things, then you can stand on your own two feet and like right. you could 
sit on the other side like you are right now saying like you know who you are and that's not the reason why you know this breakup happened or like you know whatever whatever the like scenario could be right it's it's a lot of dirty work though it is sometimes it like and it's frustrating sometimes like when i was going through it it yes and i like there was a a couple years where i was like but i do love myself and i do know who i am so like you know why isn't this love coming but like it isn't that kind of formula it's just like I don't know it's it's this weird like comfort of it's almost like one day it happens I was just gonna say it's it's a click moment where you're like you're comfortable with being alone like you can sit at home on a Friday night and have just as much fun alone as you would on a night out you're secure in what makes you happy to the point where if it doesn't make someone else happy you're not going to compromise it because you're like well makes me happy like yep that's a form of self-love right there that you're not forming to anything else like and with that comes confidence like it really is just this snowball effect of like starting with what makes you happy and honoring what makes you happy and not taking anything other than that it just does wonders it does absolute wonders and when you fall into that place of like knowing who you are focusing on bringing yourself happiness and what fills you up your cup everything else really does fall into place mm-hmm everything else once you know your like true core values uh, like as a soul and like a human you don't even question anything else no because you trust everything else yeah trust is such a big part of it and we've talked about this i think like probably a year ago now when we first moved in how we were both going at the same at the same time we were both going through like the struggle of trusting ourselves in general yeah and i think like I don't know. It's hard to look back and like find a turning point, but I think we've. I trust myself so much now. Yes. Are you kidding? Yes. Oh my God. I know everything. No, I'm just kidding. But I trust myself so but like, much now looking uh, back on that. I'm going to cringe at this next phrase, but like, you know, your truth and like, yeah. you know, like I hate, I, hate I, I really fucking, I hate that I said it, but like, it's true. <laughs> like, I hate that phrase. you know, like what's true to you. Yes, exactly. And like, you know, to trust yourself. I feel like with trusting myself trusting every situation i'm in that's also brought a lot of confidence because even if it's something bad because i'm sure there's people listening like okay but what if you trust something and it does you wrong you still trusted it though like it's not that everything you trust has to turn out perfect because that's just not ideal it's not going to happen but even trusting that the bad things are meant to be meant to be and like you're gonna be okay like I've, I've had those moments too, like uh, back to this breakup, like hysterically crying to Alex, lowest low, like fucking hyperventilating. I still looked at her and said, but I know I'm going to be okay. And it like, even if you have to kind of fake that, like just, you will be okay. Like it does feel like the end of the world, a breakup, a death, uh, a low point in your finances, like whatever low point you're at in your life right now, mentally, whatever, like I think we underestimate how resilient humans are and like trusting time. You just too. have to trust that like you will be okay because you will. Like you're think about all the other times you felt like that in your life and you look back on it now and you're like, oh I'm literally fine. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still breathing. Even if it has to be like that bare minimum definition of fine, like you're still here and you're 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 still okay. Like it it just having that trust, I feel like brings a lot of confidence in whatever happens to me that I'll just get through it. And that's, that's like, that's kind of all you need in those moments is just like, 
the balls. Yeah. The balls to know, like, I'm, I'm going to be fine. Well, like, whatever you believe in, too, it, for, like, us specifically, we trust the universe. And, like, if you trust your faith, whatever it may be, once you start to trust that side of things where, like, having everything external um, be kind of intentional and, like, what it's meant to be in your right. life, then you you it, it does bring that confidence of like trusting your being and like the internal versus the external because they come hand in hand right like you trust the external part of your life then you have the confidence to trust that you are you for a reason and like you trust your purpose, your purpose and your decisions and your you know who you're meant to be and like down to like the way that you dress and the, mm -hmm. the shit that you like like that is for a reason because you have this this trust in everything that's external. Yep. Does that make sense? Absolutely makes sense. We did make a bullet point list of just generally some things that make us happy. This came out of me quicker and easier than I thought it would. Oh, good. I thought it was going to be hard to sit and think about what makes me happy, but I, I think that's another version of my growth right now. Like, yeah, I, I, I know what makes me happy now and I don't know. It was a good feeling because I've tried to do this before, like even in therapy, like a few years ago. She's like, what makes you happy? And I literally sat there and was like, I don't know. Mm. So it's it's a hard activity to do in no particular order. But I guess my subconscious put it in this <laughs> particular order. My number one thing that makes me happy with like life and other humans is having debates. Mm. <laughs> we have a podcast, so that word. <laughs> I love a I love a good debate. I love learning about people through debating. I love a healthy disagreement. Mm. I love learning other perspectives and why and how they got them. And I love asking questions. Like I, I love just picking brains on another level and picking my own brain. I just love debates. I think this also falls into, and like, please stop me and correct me if I'm wrong, but like witnessing you as a human being for the past 20 something years this also falls into the same category category of like how you love to research yeah. and like your research of knowledge because like you are the type of person who like you'll be thrown a topic and you want to dive into it. Like you want to like learn and know about yeah. different things and like you are an arsenal of knowledge and like you do know a lot of things <laughs> and like they usually do have to do with like medical field no, shit sure. but that's like a big one but also like you're probably gonna research the roman empire no, after I'm, this like, <laughs> how stop thinking about it yeah like but that's what i mean and like i think debates spark that for you yes because oh, yeah. like if someone were to come to you with like an uh like a al alternate opinion right on something you do like do the research on like where they came from it so i think like i've witnessed right. that yeah come from you yeah i think a it's a lot of that and I try to understand people with, like on a deep note and a shallow note. Like I I try to understand people as well as possible because I yearn to be understood. Mm. So that's why I like debates because a good debate is equal and they're going to ask me just as many right. questions and it's like you're putting yourself out there with the expectation that they're going to in turn like honor your side of things right so I think that's what it scratches for me too it's just like we're both learning about each other equally because I can ask questions all day to a brick wall and I still will but it that's why it's on my happy list the every once in a blue moon when I get into a good debate with someone I'm like fuck yeah like Feed this something this is this is what I live for I literally 
say that sentence in my head sometimes out loud after a good debate like fucking shake your hand this is what i live for i don't know i just love it huge choose that you know that too I've, and it's it's been forever because like when you Even know as a kid right I was like, meh, meh, meh. like I'd always like were you told growing up that oh you're gonna be a lawyer one day yes oh my god all the <laughs> fucking time I remember uh Christine Harrington really one of our friends growing up her mom coolest mom ever she was like girl you need to be a lawyer like yep. I remember her saying that that's so Just, funny oh, I feel like any kids it. any kid who's argumentative the first like adult that they encounter who like witnesses that will always just be like you you're good at arguing you need to be a lawyer lawyer, but like facts (laughs) yeah oh my god i don't know though i think i I think i'd be a bad lawyer because the emotional part yeah i would get so like like, oh but you don't deserve this right and like (laughs) that's where they'd be like miss like you're not allowed to do that (laughs) i think being a lawyer would actually be the hardest job for me because you're not supposed to have any bias right but like naturally, I, I emotion have, causes bias. I have the the empathy for every everyone, not everyone. <laughs> Could you imagine? But <laughs> the people that deserve it, right? And then yeah, just it's the whole thing. So I guess if I was a lawyer, I can I couldn't defend bad people. I could only be on the good side, right? But how do you know they're actually good? Exactly. No, I don't want to be a lawyer. I don't want to be a lawyer. I'm gonna say my next one just because it kind of goes with it. Okay. Uh, I said deep combos and vulnerability. Mm. I, the debate thing can be of any topic, but the second point is like getting that chatty with someone, but about deep shit. Mm. Uh, I've talked about this more than enough, but that's something that feeds me again, beyond just romance, like with any human, I just love it when I can like crack someone, to be honest. Yeah. Like cracking someone sounds forceful and like, I would never do it when I could tell someone's like uncomfortable it's like I god no that's not what I mean by this but like when I can tell someone just opened up to me because of pure comfort of the the situation or the conversation whatever that's the shit I live for Mm. I'm like I'm so honored to be a safe space for this person no matter what we're talking about like and you're witnessing like the human experience yes in their form yep and when they're like I've never told anybody this I'm like I'm all ears and it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Talk to me. Like, I love that shit. That shit makes me so happy. But yeah, maybe this is an order. Those are damn near my, my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. This isn't in any particular order, but I really, really like this one. Mm-hmm. Knowing in the moment that you're making a good memory. Ooh, those are fun. We had a couple of those this past weekend. Yeah. I, I remember like stopping and thinking like, okay, Alex, remember all of this because this is one of those moments that you're going to look back on when I'm old and gray and like talk about to my grandchildren. Yep. And I know for a fact that there are so many of those that have happened to me, but I didn't have that mental clock and I didn't have that like checkpoint of telling myself to remember. And they're kind of like lost in the archives. Yeah. And that's like a huge thing for me with memory and like nostalgia is I, I want to be able to retain that when I get older. Cause I, it does fuel me in a way that like, keeps me motivated as a yeah. human like this life is so beautiful keep going yes you have all these other memories I, yeah and especially like that's a good point like especially when I am in like some of my lowest points I do hold on to that those like okay remember how good life could be and yep. remember how happy you've once been and like remember that feeling and when I am able to like go back to those memories I I can retain that feeling in some way and I, I've kind of, like I said, I've taught myself to be like stand in the moment and like add that to my arsenal to go back to. And then that helps you trust. Yeah. That like 
okay, I've had these, these good experiences before. Right. Keep going. Like it. Yep. It's like a proof. Yes. It's literally just proof that like life's cool. Right. And these moments happen all the time. Yeah. But like in the moment, if you're able to register that it is one of those really good moments, it does really, it uh, it does something very special to me. It's gratitude. Yeah. And I was going to add that on. Like my second point was moments of undeniable gratitude. When I often have those moments of like, okay, Alex, remember this. They more often than not go hand in hand with be very, very thankful for the life that you live. Yep. And the good thing about gratitude is when you feel it, it can only live alone. Like mm. you can't be grateful and, but yeah, da, 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 da. and da, da. like, there's no such thing grateful when you're in true gratitude. Like I'm sure a lot of you know what I mean by that. Like that, that that's why I said fuzzy that feeling undeniable yep. gratitude. There's nothing else exists in that moment. Nope. And nothing can yeah. take it away. Exactly. Like it's, it's pure. Yeah. It's pure. I had a lot of those on this trip too. And honestly a big one being, and I said it out loud to everybody when we were hiking, I was like, I'm so grateful that we're all able-bodied right now and that we were able to go celebrate Alex in the middle of a forest on a hike and all walk with our two legs and you know eat our sandwiches and drink water through our mouths not a tube and like just you know I I don't know I think a big one for me with gratitude it does come into the medical form a lot because I'm constantly your health uh, yeah but I'm grateful like even the health stuff I'm dealing with right now like everything I'm grateful that everything can be fixed with just a simple supplement and Mm. it's not a deeper health condition and like I'm just grateful like and I don't know but yeah I had I had a lot of those moments on this trip that's what that trip was for oh yeah referring to Montana by the way okay the next on my list uh shit that makes me really happy is being playful and being silly Mm. and being like kid-like and being immature and fart jokes, fart jokes, poop jokes, like funny faces, laughing at shit that's not even supposed to be funny and sharing those moments with other people. Uh, Again, this one goes across the board, friendships, romantic, family, whatever. But just, I, I do feel like that's a big part of my personality and all important people to me compliment that. And I'm just so like it makes me so fulfilled that we all can act like idiots. Yeah. And I, I know this one's a common one for a lot of people though, but yeah, the, the silliness, I love it because I have come across people and I've been in relationships where it's like, all right, stop. And like the and humor isn't valued at right. all. And I'm like, why have we got to be so serious? Yeah. Like when people are like, okay, I'm like, I get it. It's not like I'm doing it in the middle of like a courtroom, <laughs> like back to the lawyer thing, like, which would be funny. But like time and place, I respect like that isn't the place to do it. But like when people are just like, okay. And it's like, we're just like having fun playing a board game. Like why do you have to be so serious right now? Yeah. What's up your ass? They're just not even going to go there. (laughs) They're just stinky poopoo heads. Literally. But yeah, that I I love that. That's always been a part of me and I hope I never lose it. I don't think I will, but I don't think you will. I I, think it'll get, you'll feed into that. Yeah. You'll feed into that the older you get because I think it is yeah I think it is part of your like inner child retaining that like playfulness oh yeah and that'll just keep going out the more you mature right and I love the people that bring it out of me okay my next one and is in all caps is silence 
course. <laughs> and not just silence, but comfortable silence. Yes. Like, trust me, I do value silence on like the normal day to day. Like if I'm working or something, pure silence is always like preferred over anything. But comfortable silence specifically, like it has become a threshold in relate or a standard in relationships where if I tell myself and I, I clock this, like I'm talking like first date. Yeah. If we could sit in comfortable silence, you've reached a, a certain part of my soul. Like you've reached a certain part of my comfortability because I need to like, I'm always comfortable in silence. So if you are uncomfortable in silence, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, Yep. completely. Like if it's awkward for you, then now it's awkward for me and, why can't we just sit in silence? Like, yeah. It's like a, it's for sure like a security thing. And there's, t- there's times where silence is uncomfortable with like certain people. Um, but even then I'm not really one to fill it for no reason. Mm. And I think like we've talked about this before, like that's where. That's where we differ from like some people. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you could just maybe just sit in the discomfort then. Like why do you have to yeah. fill it with just like, blah, 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 and like right. bring up some random shit. I mean, it happens that, you know, the grocery That's store, some, your small talk's going to come out because you're not going to sit in silence while they're doing you a favor by bagging your groceries, like time and place. But yeah, the, like it's, some the, people use it, a, like see it as a crutch exactly. to fill silence. And like, I've just never had that crutch. So it's, right. it's nice to pe- it's nice to like relate to people who also don't have that crutch. Yep. That's something that's definitely been a part of my happiness as I got as I've gotten older, I've appreciated the the comfortable silence. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I really cared as like a young adult kid, all that. Oh, I did. But yeah, now I, I appreciate it. I appreciate not being in chaos. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think I was used to chaos for so long. And then now that, you know, we've made our own home and like we have our own rooms and we're adults. We're regulating. I'm like, oh, it's actually safe to be silent. Yeah. I feel that. Okay, this is my next one. I really love cute things. Um, I know that sounds silly, but like specifically when I'm when I'm like looking at Link and I'm like, oh, her tongue's out. Oh yeah, Link, I saw that. Are you okay? Yeah, she's fine. Mom, <laughs> <laughs> come here. Sorry, it scared me. I thought she was dead. Um, her tongue was out like that, but her eyes were open. <laughs> Super weird, Link. When I'm like, oh, look at Link, and she's doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. I love it when people entertain it. Or, like, I don't know. Just, like, I I love, like, silly little things in life. Like, this is something I did with uh, Tanner, where if we had, if we saw, like, two of anything, like, we have two Xbox controllers here behind the camera right now. We'd look at it and we'd be like, us. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, just like funny little cute things in life. I love it when people entertain it. Yes. And I say entertain it because I have been in a relationship where it was never entertained. And it was like, like a link example. They'd be like, she's literally just sitting there. She's not doing anything. You're, how I'm are you crushed. so miserable? It crushes me. Yeah. And I know that sounds silly, but it it really does crush me. I mean, call it what you want. I'm sure a lot of me like making those little, oh, look at this. Oh, look at that is our just like reaches for attention. Mm. But attention's important when it comes to human connection, romantic, friendship, family, whatever. And when people don't like grab the other side of the grasp of attention, it shows deeper things subconsciously that like I'm not valued. 
Yes. They, they don't care to listen to me right now when like it is the cutest thing to me. So kind of what I was saying in the beginning of this episode, like it's not that you need to think it's equally as cute, but I would appreciate, I do appreciate when people see the value that I see it mm-hmm. and are doing it and or entertaining it or whatever, because they're like, oh, this is making her really happy right now. Right. I'm not going to rain on her parade. Yes. The rain on the parade part. I actually put on my list very like, I know we've related to this too. And very much on the same note, I put when people get equally, equally excited about things as me and don't make me feel silly for being excited. Exactly. I do this a lot with like plans. Yeah. Even if I'm like so excited to go see a movie on Friday yeah. and like talking past relationships my ex would be like, what? Like, we're just, we just have plans to go see a movie. Like, it, and we're not even, and get cozy yes, and we're like, not even there yet. Uh, yeah. Boring. I hate that shit. Boring. I get it. And like, I never knew that it was something that feeded my soul until like my relationship now, I could bring it up every five minutes and he'll be like, oh my God, I know. I'm Me so too. Excited. Yes. Me too. Yes. And like the way that I get, and it has a lot to do with like, the dynamic of feeling it back because like yeah. I could exude it all day and like I will being validated. Yeah. Be, but being validated and like having it like thrown back at me in this, at the same level just like makes, it makes me feel like whole yes. and just like really happy. Yeah. It makes you feel, I mean, the validated is the perfect word and that's all humans are searching for is mm-hmm. the, the, Validation for our feelings. And like feeling needed by others, feeling equal, feeling validated. Okay, the next one on my list is I just love taking care of people. I love like whether it's like physical labor or being there emotionally or I guess maybe this one kind of can go back to the first ones I said where like getting vulnerable and like being there to help them through or I love like holding people's hands through things. When people ask me what my purpose is, I really do feel like it's to be there for people. And it's it's been a blessing and a curse because over the years I've also learned like, okay, there's a line though where you're like codependent or you're enabling people's bad behaviors because you're accepting them regardless of how you should be treated. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I, I've... I feel like I'm really starting to learn that line and that's why it's becoming even more fulfilling because it's not that I'm just like going to drop everything for anybody. You're learning your boundary. But I'm, learning, I'm learning the boundary and like even saying that out loud, I feel like in like movies, books, even like growing up, hearing that like when someone talks highly of someone and they're like, dude, they literally take the clothes off their back for someone. They would do anything, da, da, da. Like, Yes, I understand the intention with that, but there's also a line where like, that's, that's a good quality for you, not for them. Yeah. You just like it cause they'll do it for you. It's feeding you. It's feeding you. But that's where I'm saying, like, I'm not saying that I'm not saying I, I like to live that way. I like the, like being like a support system for people holding their hand through things, but with the. I've learned with the boundaries, you, right. like, you know and what I mean? Totally. And like, there? that's a very hard thing to establish because you could very easily fall on the side of like being a pushover people and pleaser. like people pleaser and people walking all over you and you kind of just like succumbing to other people's wants and needs, Yeah, which like, that's where you were talking about. You were toying the line of yeah. like not knowing your boundary and like having people take advantage. So it really is like, 
you should be proud that you've found that like boundary. Yeah, I am proud. And it feels better to have the boundary. I feel, I feel like I can help people better now that I have the boundary to be completely honest. Cause I'm not draining myself and I'm not right. like giving all of my energy to someone and then coming home and being like, uh, what do I do with myself? You're not filling other people's cup up with, with my, your with cup. My juice. Yeah. It's like, I, I have the, the backbone to support people even better than just giving them all of my energy. Mm-hmm. And it, I never thought of it as that it's, it's like, it's like a quality over quantity thing. It's not about how much it's about the quality of what you do give. Okay. This is my last one. And it's very important because I do realize when I do have this consistent in my life, um, I am generally a happier person, a good solid night's sleep. Oh yeah. When I have my sleep schedule on lock, I am another human being. I will master that one day. I hope you do. It's so important. I'm surprised you haven't learned a little bit from me (laughs) or like taken a little bit from me. I I try, like we say goodnight (laughs) at the same time, but then I'm laying up in bed and I'm like, uh, it's it's so much deeper. It's, yeah. And honestly, when I heal my gut, I think it's going to help a lot of that. Totally. My, my adrenals are all out of whack right now. Like it's like a deeper thing, but yes, sleep. like, please listen to Alex on this one. Sleep is so important. You can even listen to medical podcasts. Like the key to a long, healthy life is quality sleep. People who, who look so good when they're like in their sixties and you ask what their thing is. They're like, Oh, I drink water and I get a good night's sleep. Yep. I sleep eight to 10 hours a night. Like it's, it's essential. Yes. It's your, it, your re your re it's your reset. You're able to thoroughly reset, get into REM, reset all your levels. Your cortisol calms down. Like it's making me excited to go to bed tonight. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's liquid gold. It's not liquid, but you know what I mean by that? Yes. Like it's gold that you have such a good rain on your sleep schedule. Like, wow, that should have been your first one. <laughs> it is up there. That's so good. It's up there with silence for sure. I, I will master it one day and maybe we'll re-record this episode. <laughs> Just sleeping. Right. Uh, I have a few more. I'll go through them a little bit quicker though. Uh, one of them was nostalgia. Mm. I think I actually yeah, wrote that too. I, that should, I mean, that makes everybody happy. That's like on some psychological shit. I love nostalgia. Uh, I love like a scent. I love like it, it. I love it because it feels like time traveling. Like it, obviously it feels good to just remember happy memories, but even nostalgia of like bad things, like when something reminds me of a bad memory, I even think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like when a scent reminds you of someone from the past. Yes. I, I just think it's so cool. It's like science. Right. Another thing that makes me really, 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 really fucking happy is impulsiveness. Mm. And I say that and I, I feel like that word kind of scares people because it can it kind of sits in the same boat as like reckless and like unpredictable. But like I just love impulsive moments, even down to like you and I sitting here watching Love Island and we're like, do you want to go to the bodega real quick? Yeah. And just going like they make you it does it does something for me, at least for my inner child. It does something with like the ability to go and do what we want without like the repercussions of anyone else deciding what we do. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a plus, but even like doing impulsive things when there is repercussions, I'm like, fuck it. Like it's not killing anybody. It's not killing you. Like if you can be impulsive safely and like responsibly, because those can live together. I literally have a tattoo to my neck. Strategically impulsive. <laughs> if you could be strategically impulsive, oh, that's a beautiful life to me. And yeah, little moments like the bodega or uh, 
we used to do this in LA all the time, but like hopping in the car and just like spending a day out in Malibu. Or I did this with Kaya one time. We literally woke up and we we're like, do you want to go to Disneyland? And like being able to do that. And it doesn't always have to be like things with money either. Like it just being able to just make decisions and act on them right away. I've mm. learned yes, have always been a part of me, but a lot of people don't work that way. A no. lot of people need the like, whoa, whoa, hold on. I, I don't know. I was, I was about to do something else. And like, I'm like that sometimes, but like, I think like to my core, I'm, I'm okay. very much like that. Well then I'm proud of you for, but pushing I, yeah, through it. I, I do feed the, you do, I do feed that side of myself for sure. Cause I think it's there, but like, but like if you I, had to if I sum like, it up, yeah, if I had to sum <laughs> it up and like say like, give me a plan and I'm happy. I get that too. And I do appreciate a plan too, but that, I don't know. I, it, it's just such a big part of me that I used to fear. I right. used to think it was really bad. And then I talked about it in therapy a few years ago and she, she was like, that's not a bad thing to have that. I think that's a really beautiful part of life. Yeah. And if you can do it, then do it. And I'm feeling it right now. Like the reason it's on the list right now and it's in the forefront of my brain is like getting out of this relationship. I mean, we were long distance. So like there were so many things I would want to do or like, you know, can we meet here next weekend? And like, he never could for his own reasons. And that was fine in the moment. But like now I just planned myself a trip and I could just go do it. And I'm it's, it's feeding a part of me that I honestly haven't been able to do in like a few years. Like, I don't know. I just, I love the freedom, I guess, of yeah. like doing what I want to do. That's huge. <laughs> I don't know. It, se it seems reckless, but I don't mean it in a reckless way. No. And I think there's a difference between like having it fill your cup and like, that's what I think the difference is between me and you. It is a piece that like does fill your cup. Right. Where I just see it as like a piece of me that like I feed every once in you a enjoy while. It. Yeah. Which is just equally as valuable to yep. just do the little things that you enjoy too. But yeah, I mean, every impulsive trip I've ever taken, anything like that, like it's, it does so much for me. Mm -hmm. It's more than just, cause like there's people that are impulsive that do it for like quick spurts of happiness. Right. But no, like mine end up being this like. It like feeds your soul on a deeper feeds, level. Yes. Deeper level. Yes. Like I come home from that day trip to Malibu or even the fucking trip to the bodega. I'm in the bodega looking at all the drinks I can get. Like it just feeds something into me. I I don't know what it is. I'll make this my last one. I just have noticed something that makes me really happy is when I'm proud of myself mm. and it doesn't happen as often as I'd like it to be. I mean, we've said in this episode, even I'm feeling it a lot recently, like those moments where you're able to zoom out and whether it's an accomplishment or the way you just handled an argument or a project you just finished, but being able to step back from whatever you're focusing on and be like genuinely proud of yourself is absolutely magical. And it feeds I, your trust. Yeah. I yearn to feel it more. It's definitely on my list when it has never been on my list before. It's huge. It, just, it feels good to be proud of yourself. So yeah, that is the rough bullet point list of things that make us happy. Again, I hope this encourages you guys to really ask yourself what makes you happy. And if you don't know, that's also okay. Mm. And look at it as like, like what we were saying earlier, look at it as an opportunity to like find, it's like fun. Like you get to build yourself from the ground up, find what makes right. you happy. 
And a lot of it, like to give you a tip, if you are in a place of trying to figure out what makes you happy, go like lean into the things that made you happy as a kid Mm. or even as like a teen. Those tend to be our core values, but they get shoved down because of, you know, parental figures, societal, what, what was cool with your friends at that time, getting made fun of. If you can marry the confidence of an adult with the passion of a child, that is the fucking goal. That's the goal. And yeah, so I I feel like that's a big thing that's been helpful for me to look within is what, what made me happy as a kid. And if, if that was painting, then start painting again. Or if that was, you know, literally playing on a fucking play structure, like do it. There's not a time if I'm walking down the street and I see a swing set, I'm going to go swing. Like, little things start with little things don't it doesn't have to be these big points that Alex and I hit like that takes time too but like start small and they will lead you to these bigger like emotional feelings that you tend to value because it's just that snowball effect we were talking about and like looking back at our lists these are things that my inner child like yearned for yeah and like valued as a kid yeah so it just I, I felt like you you snowball into this human being that like society and other people kind of throw layers onto. And then the work is in shedding those layers and getting back to your core. They say like as a kid, all you want to be is an adult. And then the second you become an adult, all you want to be is a kid. Yes. So go back simple. Like that child is still within you. That teen is still within you. You might still even be a teen listening to this right now. And that puts you in a great spot. You're getting ahead of the curve. Like (laughs) listen to this, but yeah, this, this is a definitely an episode episode that I feel like we all need to listen to no matter where you're at in your life. So we hope it gave you something again. If uh, you were the individual who wrote into our Patreon, thank you. Thank you. You literally inspired this whole episode and (laughs) inspired us to really dig into ourselves and think about what's made us happy. We've been sitting on this episode for like two, three weeks now too. And I've, I've had the list like trying to like add to it here and there. And it came at a good time for me individually. So thank you. Yes. Thank thank you universe for putting this on our laps, but. And for Patreon, um, send in like where you are in your journey and like what, how you like fill your cup and how that looks in a relationship relationship dynamic if you are in a relationship or has it changed coming out of a relationship yeah as always let us know where you guys are at or feel free to send in anything else you're going through and we'll try to get to those as well all right guys we hope you have a great rest of your week happy monday um if you're listening on spotify please rate us five stars if you are on youtube make sure you're subscribed turn on your notifications and if you're not on a patreon you can leave a cheeky little comment on youtube we love love to talk to you guys in the comments have a good week. We love you guys. We love you guys. Uh, back on our normal normal schedule. So Patreon Friday episode. And then for our Monday listeners, we'll see you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.